0: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever, and with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
1: Hey, but your plan is to not keep this truck, but you just want to, you want to flip it for money. Obviously. What a lot of people think and honestly I had this mentality for the longest time Like if I put a bunch of quality high-quality parts in this thing and like aftermarket cool stuff in this thing I'm gonna be able to get more money for it You're gonna be sorely disappointed. Yeah, okay Um, So just just be be careful with your your parts selection now There are certain parts. There's certain things you can do that will yes net you more money in the long run Mm -hmm. um, With the truck uh, or whatever vehicle One of the number one things that you can get your money back out with, I'm gonna say is tires, a fresh set of tires.
2: Yeah. New tires. It's a Even someone who knows nothing about vehicles, if they roll up to it and they're going to buy it and the tires are shot, they're going to need tires. Yeah, they're going to be like, it needs tires. That's a thousand bucks. A thousand bucks. America's Diesel Podcast.
1: Brought to you by
2: Diesel Power Products. America's Diesel Superstore. No salesman, just enthusiasts. Dieselpowerproducts.com. Your number one source for all things diesel. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. This has been a time for America's Diesel Podcast. Coming at you with the worst ideas for a diesel e-commerce business ever. Ever. I'm the hype man still. (laughs) Uh, Make sure and check us out on all your normal uh, podcast avenues Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. You can find us on there by searching America's Diesel Podcast. Uh, You can also find us on the YouTubes, the TikToks, the Instagrams, and the Facebooks. Uh, If you have questions regarding something on a certain episode, I was going to say Facebook. YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube is the best place to ask that question. I'm checking those darn near daily. Uh, if we say something incorrect here, congratulations, Jim Lawrence. Whether you'd like or not, you've made it into our intro. <laughs> You're living here rent free, yeah. bud. What was his what was his actual name? Jim Lawrence. Jim, no. Tim?
1: Tim, Tim, Jim? No, he said his actual name was something else. Remember in that post he put? Uh, Didn't he say it was. G- no, don't G- you don't remember that? No. Wow, we need to go back. Fact check, Jim, oh. on yourself.
2: <laughs> Fact check, Jim Tim. What's your
1: name? <laughs> I remember there was like he did a post. He's like, my name is actually this, oh, I, but people I, call me like Tim or Jim or.
2: <laughs> I think he may have been a little facetious. Maybe because I, 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 I placed of... I placed an order for him and his name was Jim Lawrence. Gotcha. <laughs> so, did Jim just get you? Did he get you? Well, we're just gonna act like <laughs> this never happened, and
1: just you just do a moment of silence. Okay, yeah, Ben, how how you doing? Oh, reviews. <laughs> reviews. reviews. <laughs> <laughs> you leave a review, a five-star review, on any of the platforms that Ben mentioned earlier. Screenshot that bad boy and send it to podcast at dieselpowerproducts.com. Make sure to include a picture of your truck and an address so we can send a sticker to it. It looks just like the logo on our super awesome grizzly cold cups that you can purchase on our store or the super sick logo back here. That's probably what I'm going to look like this weekend, bartending Jeez. for a wedding. Our spirit fingers. <laughs> is there, it's a freaking bald eagle. I mean, come on. You just like looking at yourself while you do that.
2: <laughs> spirit fingers, bro. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't do those.
2: <laughs> uh, if you have a question about your truck or you get a part going, or actually, if you just have a question in general, you can email me or Tyler. Uh, if it is a pressing issue, uh, please make sure and shoot our sales techs a call. They will get you the tech support you need or the questions you need answered. And something headed your way, ASAP, they are on the phones 12 hours a day, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific Time. Their phone number is 888-993-4373. Yes.
1: This week's podcast episode is brought to you by Fuel Bomb Diesel Additive, an additive designed for diesel enthusiasts,
2: made by diesel enthusiasts. Ben, take it away. Both these additives are available on our website,
1: dieselpowerproducts.com. Now let's get back to that episode. Ladies and gentlemen,
2: let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. The meat and potatoes, mm, meat and taters, mm. <laughs> tater tots. Mm. All right. Today, so, t- t-
1: today, today, today. So sometimes, you know, you're you're working hard for something that you're saving up for you're just not quite there. It's not happening quick enough for you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, let's, you know, I'm not going to put numbers on it. But anyways, you're just saving up for something. It's not happening quick enough. What can you do to expedite that process?
2: Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to go ahead and preface everything we're going to talk about next. Um, I know the hype right now, especially with social media stuff, is side hustles, passive income, yeah. how to how to get rich, you know, quit your nine to five, make your own schedule. It, it, we're not trying to jump on that train.
1: No, we are. It, this is something that Ben and I both have experience with. Right. That if you do it the right way and you're smart, that you you can you can make yourself a little bit of money. Yeah, you're not going to get rich overnight. You're
2: not quitting your job. But day it's
1: now. not a, a not a guarantee. I mean, mm. markets change and that sort of thing. What we're talking about is flipping vehicles. Yeah. Okay. So finding something that someone has an issue with that they can't get figured out or they took it to somewhere. That got diagnosed, but they just don't have the money to fix it, and so you can pick up a, a vehicle, diesel or not, any vehicle. I mean, ultimately, if the end goal is a diesel truck, and you're trying to to get yourself there, and you're not quite there as far as money wise, or it's just your your spare funds is just not enough to get you there anytime soon. Finding a flipper, a vehicle that's got an issue that you that that you know you can fix, and then turn that in, turn you know turn around and sell it and make some cash.
2: Yeah, and what we're talking about is. Uh, it, it can be any vehicle really, but what comes to mind to me, like if you're wanting to get into a diesel truck, let's say that you've had nothing but Silverado gassers for yeah. the last five, six years, and you've always worked on them yourself and everything like that. Guess what? What you should be looking for are Silverado gassers that have a very commonly easy to fix issue. Someone doesn't want to deal with it anymore. Well, it's got a lot of easy to fix issues that someone doesn't want to deal with anymore that you know how to do, you're confident with, and you might even have extra parts already for it, yeah. Or you maybe have done that before. That's where you come in and and you know work on trying to profit at that point,
0: yeah. Um, so,
2: but first things first,
1: <clears throat> if you if you don't have any mechanical knowledge um, and you want to try to get into doing something like this, you got to do your research first. You got to make sure you have the tools. You got to make sure you have the know-how to be able to fix something that if you if you the the worst thing you could do is buy something that you can't fix and now you have to sell it <laughs> because you bought something you can't fix and now you're in the same boat in you're in the same boat as the person you bought it from is so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it's something that you really got to do some self uh, evaluation on if you're able and willing to to put in the work to fix something because i mean You know, a, a, a head gasket issue for one person could be super simple versus another is like, there's no way I'll ever be able to do that. Like Mm -hmm. it's not happening. Mm -hmm. So making sure that you, you, if that's something you want to do, make sure you do your research on whatever vehicle that you're buying that is, or that you see for sale that you're going to fix. Make sure there's not like a $1,500 special tool you need to fix something. Mm -hmm. Um, or, you know, just, just make sure you're familiar with it. Um. Just because, again, you don't want to end up with the same thing that you just bought, but now you have to resell. Um, And picking them right, like as far as, um, like I know you mentioned this earlier, um, but like salvage title stuff, like Mm -hmm. I, I'm not a huge fan of anything salvage title, just because when I go to sell something, I want it to be, you know, pristine as easy as as possible. As easy as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, So I personally would stay away from that sort of thing depending on the truck and depending on the price mm-hmm. or depending on the vehicle and depending on the price, you might be able to get away with it, you know, but like me, when I look at something to buy, if I see it's got a salvage title, I'm like, "What? what a hole put this thing back together and like, what else is freaking? what, what are they hiding? What's, what's, what mm-hmm. else is you know, jacked
2: up on this thing? It is. And, uh, I see that hundred percent. Yeah. Um, for me to pick up something that has a salvage title, it's gotta be like the perfect deal. Because yeah. I, I know that selling it, that's always gonna be a black mark on the record. Oh, hundred um, percent. But it's something for me, it's like, okay, um, and this this may be a very far-fetched example. But let's say that there's a you know, a truck that is fairly desirable mm-hmm. that's got, you know, I wouldn't say high mileage, but medium mileage on it. Let's put it as like something in the two thousands diesel and it's got sub two hundred thousand on it. Yeah. And the interior is pristine, the cab's pristine. Something fell down, crunched the bed, and you know, just something happened to you. it. Got told out, and the guy's selling it established salvage title with a, with a messed up bed or yeah. something like that. And I'm getting it for like less than four grand. Yeah, it's like
1: yeah. There's there's like, instances. Okay, okay. The way I also look at it too, like for something like that, let's take that same truck. Mm-hmm. What I look at is if I'm gonna if I'm gonna sell this after I'm done fixing it up, and I want to get as much money as I. W- can out of this you got to look at the people that are going to be buying it mm-hmm. okay are people going to try to get a truck loan on this thing because if it's got a salvage title you've just narrowed yourself down to cash buyers basically yeah because pretty much no bank that i know of is going to loan on a salvage title salvage title
2: vehicle yeah and I, I will i'm gonna for cash buyers i'd say rule <laughs> of thumb is you're you're probably not going to get anybody to buy a cash vehicle for less than 12 to fifteen thousand dollars. I'm Even saying, that's
1: up there. Yeah, like,
2: I would say it, 10 is probably, like, the most the cap, average. But, like, yeah. finding a vehicle that someone's going to pay cash for, I would say 12 to 15 is going to be your actual limit. I'm not saying people don't buy vehicles cash all the time for more than that. Yeah. But as far as, like, the clientele you're going to attract to that vehicle, that's pretty much where their pocketbooks sit Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, so just be just be careful with that. Know what you're getting into and know who you're selling to. hmm um, just cause it, the $5,000 market is totally different than the $15,000 market yes. as far as
2: who's buying it. So, mm-hmm. and the, so and let's say you're doing this in hopes of getting into a diesel truck. You already know what you want as far as diesel truck, but you're not quite there yet. Um, I can't stress enough about knowing what you're getting into. Yeah. And having a plan. Um, you've heard us on other episodes talk about having a really good plan as far as like buying a new truck. Like you want to... <laughs> you wanna get into a truck or plan a project or something like that. Take that same type of aggressive planning and put it into your forethought with buying a truck with the intention of flipping it. Yeah. Always be thinking three steps ahead. And it's almost even, it's almost like more on the table because you, you could really just end up ass up on this. Yeah, it's I mean- It's, it, it's, a, it's a risk.
1: It's definitely a risk. And, and- <clears throat> when you're looking at like let's say you, there's let, I'm just going to use a 6 liter for instance because everybody knows what happens with those okay let's say that you buy this 6 liter that's that's got you know a, maybe a turbo issue and some head gaskets and an oil cooler okay just want to you want to flip it for money obviously mm. What a lot of people think, and honestly, I had this mentality for the longest time. Like if I put a bunch of quality, high quality parts in this thing and like aftermarket cool stuff in this thing, I'm going to be able to get more money for it. You're going to be sorely disappointed. Yeah. Okay. Um, so just, just be, be careful with your, your parts selection. Now there are certain parts, there certain things you can do that will, yes, net you more money in the long run mm-hmm. um, with the truck uh, or whatever vehicle. One of the number one things that you can get your money back out with, I'm going to say is tires. A fresh set of tires.
2: Yeah. New tires. That's a, Even someone who knows nothing about vehicles, if they roll up to it and they're going to buy it and the tires are shot, they're going to need tires. To
1: yeah, they're going to be like, it needs tires. That's a thousand bucks. A
2: thousand bucks. But if you have a, a vehicle that you
1: kind of fixed up and you put new tires on it, people are going to look at that and go, wow, it's got brand new tires on it. I don't have to buy tires for like two years. And
2: here's even another layer of that. I, I, I am a... A uh, tire brand whore. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I, I fully agree. You do. You do get what you pay for with tires. Yes. Um, for flipping things, I'm not saying. You know, we've all seen that the joke. You know, the Instagram. I've never seen no Ling Long tires <laughs> or like that. Yeah. I'm not saying go the Ling Long tire route. And but I'm saying like if if Les Schwab is having a sale on the Les Schwab brand tires, and they're they look good. And they meet your budget, yeah. and they can put them on the truck that day. That's fine. You don't you don't necessarily need to spend the extra seven hundred dollars to get Nittos to, or something Nittos on there, something yeah. Because like for for all you know, someone's going to look at that and be like, "Well, I hate Nittos. I'm going to change yeah. them out anyways." Yeah. And to them, it holds no value. Whereas if you put like not I'm not going to say a no name, but like a mid range, yeah, we'll call it a mid range uh, quality tire on there, they look at that and they go, "Okay, it's not a shit tire." It's not a primo tire, I can drive on it till I'm ready to get new ones and they don't piss me off.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that would probably be like the only thing that you you could put money into that you probably will get your money back out of. But let's go back to that six liter. You bought this six liter has got it needs a new turbo and these head gaskets. Okay, an oil cooler. Don't go buying the bulletproof front mount oil cooler and a BD screamer. No offense to BD this oh crap, what am I doing? (laughs) Buy BD stuff, but BD makes a. but but here's the thing, I'm going to, I'm going to circle back. All right, you're good, you're good. So like, don't be looking at like all these performance parts because you're really not going to get that back out of it. Go with the BD stock replacement turbo. Go with the stock replacement oil cooler. Mm -hmm. On that particular truck, I'd probably still do like a set of ARP head studs, but do like, you know, the, Freaking black diamond head gaskets. You don't need to go to like Ford factory gaskets and get crazy with it. Like, mm-hmm. get it to the get it to stock plus one. If yes. that, yeah, if that, I mean, even just straight
2: across the board, stock is completely fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you buy OEM quality parts, uh, Alliant, Dorman, stuff like that, um, what I would not say is don't go on the don't be the guy that goes to the junkyard and buys an EGR cooler. Yeah. Don't be the guy that buys, you know, the eBay, the Ling Long version of the oil cooler or something yeah. like that, or the EGR cooler, the EGR valve or something like that. Um, you know, at least get an OEM quality part on there. That's, Absolutely. That, that's all I would put on there. Cause th- that would mean a lot to me. And keep
1: all your receipts. Yeah. Keep all that information. Um, just so you could show like, yeah, I replaced it with these parts. Like we had an issue and, and boom, here's what I fixed it with. Um, just because again, you're not any of the fancy aftermarket stuff, w- f- fancy wheels, exhaust, all that stuff. I mean, unless the exhaust is rotted out, I wouldn't even touch it. Yeah. You're not going to get your money back out of it because most of the people buying trucks they want to do that stuff themselves. Yeah, like they want to, they want to, they want to modify it themselves and make them feel like they built it. Mm-hmm. So. Just, just with your budgeting, look at stuff like that. Don't look at the performance aftermarket because you think, oh, I'm gonna completely 100% bulletproof this engine and and uh, you know I'm gonna get everything back out of it. Like it, it doesn't work that way. You're, you're you're you know when you go to trade in a vehicle and you've got a lift kit and you've got all this fancy stuff on there, um, they're not gonna give you any more money than what KBB tells them it's worth online. Like, they can look at all that stuff, like, yeah, it's
2: cool. Here's what we're giving you, and it's not
1: going to change. Yeah.
2: And the, what Tyler mentions about like going the extra mile and like trying to bulletproof everything or trying to fix everything. Um, and we're going to keep using the six-liter as an example because I feel like that's probably the most common truck that yeah. gets kind of flipped around nowadays. Yeah. Um,
1: Spe- speaking of that, do you have any
2: news on something like that? <laughs> all right. So, Tyler busted this out a little bit earlier in the episode than I planned on, but. I like um, to ruin things. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I am in the midst of a six Oh flip project right now.
1: Yeah. I'm excited to see like the whole process. Cause you're, I know how you are with spreadsheets and that sort of thing. So it's like, I know you're going to have it broke down to the freaking scent.
2: Wah, wah, wah.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, I'm not even going to finish my thought there cause I'm too excited to <laughs> talk about, yeah. about what we got going on right now. So, um, I'll give you the basics on it. I'm not going to try to go in too far in depth because by the time this comes out, um, this thing may already be done and gone. And that yeah. is what kind of, that's what I want to really kind of hit home on right now as far as what your planning should be. Yeah. Um, so we, yeah, we've got a, a six liter power stroke. Um, the, the truck is an F450. Uh, it is still a Leaf Sprung F450. Um, it's an 04. Uh, it's only got 160,000 miles on it. It's virgin. Um, it's got some some issues that we've done a lot of diagnosing and narrowed down. Um, luckily, I have a partner in this project. Yeah, and, and this is also kind of goes with with the flipping on this as well. Um, just be, being smart, getting into it, and if yeah. if if you if someone else has a certain amount of skills that complements what you're trying to do. Don't ever be afraid to try and do that. Yeah, and make that happen. You got to be honest with yourself, though. Well, and also with and that, that too, the other person. you're doing kind of a split thing, so mm-hmm. you're going to split profits, right?
1: So yes. you wouldn't do this if like you're making like a couple hundred bucks,
2: right? Absolutely. So not. this was a well, this very is, this is calculated cal-
1: exactly. So 100%. and this is something we didn't mention earlier. Whatever you're buying, whether it be a car, whether it be a truck, whether it be an SUV, research what they're selling for mm-hmm. before you even get into it. Because you don't want to, you don't want to screw yourself and get a rig. <laughs> you go and put money into fix. Now it's perfect, and now you go to sell it, and you're breaking even. <laughs> like you just exactly. defeat You just did a bunch of work for nothing. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> nothing. And and don't be afraid to like if you know what you're kind of wanting to flip. Even before you buy the first one to flip, just keep an eye on the market. Yeah, just watch. It's just like when you're buying houses. Just start looking at them, and, and it's even as simple as. You know, on the on the old Facebook Marketplace, it's got a really good option to narrow down stuff. Just start looking. You know, yeah, like I mentioned before, if you're if you're looking at Silverados with five threes in them, look at what you're rate. You know, ninety nine to 07 Silverado, four by four, and just start looking at what they're going for.
1: Yep, like a clean one, like one that's or that one that's similar. Have your one that you're looking at buying on one tab, and then have another tab with all the other ones that are that are sold that are clean, mm-hmm. and and compare them and look at them. Yeah. And, and to see what they're—I mean, just because it's listed at that doesn't mean that's what it's selling for, but it'll, it'll give you some sort of idea mm-hmm. on on you know, and keep track like on like Craigslist for
2: instance, you can bookmark
1: mm-hmm.
2: all these rigs. Oh, you should see my Facebook Marketplace—it is littered with saved well, same listings
1: well, right now. But what the cool part is is that you can go back and look and see which one sold, mm-hmm. and then based off the price that they had it listed for, you can imagine—I mean, everybody going into a used car deal is probably going to, you know, lowball maybe by 2,500 bucks, roughly you'll say like a thousand to 1,500 buffer there mm-hmm. and work within that. As long as you, if you, if you're still profitable after you look at their sale price, deduct 1,500 bucks
2: and you're still making out good with your repairs, that's mm-hmm. a good flip. Yeah. And as far as, so getting back to being thought out with those, all this kind of stuff, and when I say being thought out, I mean, think about how much it's going to cost you to register the vehicle if you have to do that. Yeah. Think about how much it's going to cost you. Let's say this thing doesn't run and you got to tow it somewhere. Yeah. Like we had to. Yeah. Factor in towing costs. Yeah. You know, you got to be really, really dialed in to all this kind of stuff to make sure that you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know we just preached at the beginning of this. This is not a site. You know, this is not like quit your job, but have that business mentality. Yeah, um, I'm not saying I'm going into business for flipping cars. I'm not. This is not something that's going to no. It's not going to make me tons of money. But um, I will. If you're say- trying to
1: reach a goal like of another truck that you want to be able to afford,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you're mechanically inclined, like this is this is a good thing that you could get into to get yourself there quicker. Especially mm-hmm. if your income is that where you're only saving a hundred bucks a month or something like that. Like you could put the money that you have towards something fix it flip it and now you're up five grand yeah and now what like okay
2: let's look at another one yeah. and honestly <laughs> like, a, a lot of the money that i had going into this is um <clears throat> like selling other car parts yeah um selling off just some stuff i had laying around yeah you know I'm, I'm i'm not gonna get into really big figures of how much we bought it for and how much we plan to sell it for those other kind of stuff i kind of want to wait till a little bit later to get into that yeah um but i i do stand to make Enough money to have it be worth my time, yeah, for sure. Like, there's a good chance if we get what we're if we get what we're planning out of it, and, and this is not because I I don't have enough money to cover the birth of my daughter coming up here. Yeah, like this will cover the birth of my daughter, right? Like that's kind of cool. Yeah, um, and and like I said, most of this is just all the the. The part for me that's really cool about this, and I'm going to get a little, little sappy on you guys real quick here. Okay, guys? Oh, God. I know, I It's a little <laughs> bit of a circle of depression. We're going to go down that road. And s- sad despair coming out here real quick, but... <laughs> Huge shout out to ISPRO for making badass gauges and sponsoring the podcast.
1: Absolutely. We've been selling ISPRO gauges, gosh, ever since I can remember. Um, ISPRO for years has been giving consumers the ability to, to monitor their trucks Accurately, Uh, Whether you're looking for something with a little bit more racy of a look or something more factory match, ISPRO's got you covered.
2: One of the things I love about the kits that they sell is not only do they come in a bunch of different denominations, you can get, you know, 0 to 40 or 0, whatever you're looking for with the color designation on there, but they come with the wiring too.
1: Absolutely. Super easy
2: to install. If you're looking
1: for a set of analog-type gauges today, check them out. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in,
2: and ISPRO, you're the best. Absolutely. Um, if you go back to the very, very beginning of this podcast—not this episode, but like the podcast—that was I just sold my excursion. We're trying to buy a house.
1: God, so sad.
2: I know. And my first excursion, not the one I have now, obviously. Um, and, and you know, at that point in me and my wife's life, you know, our our money was very focused. It was very tight. Like. If I want, if I went, you know, and, and when I talk about if I went to my wife and asked for money, it's not because she controls the pocketbook, even though she pretty much does. At that point, she did because she she was smarter at that point than I was, yeah, and had that same, that had the right frame of mind. I didn't. I had to grow into that, and it took time. Um, but the fact that I am at a point in my life now where I've able, to, you know, I've had the discipline with myself to not go buy lunch. Two days a week, right? Or not buy coffee every morning and stuff like that. That that stuff starts adding up, yeah. and you start. I'm not saying it happens overnight, but all of a sudden you start fine tuning your budget, and all of a sudden you start finding, I got a couple extra bucks here. I'm going to stash that away. I got a couple extra bucks here. I'm going to stash away. Yeah. And and what I mean by that is I just kind of kept stashing things away in, in in my dresser drawer, literally cash. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, this opportunity popped up. And I was like, oh man, I wonder if I got enough. I had, like, four grand in there. <laughs> yeah. And it was I, – I had really had to, like – I was a little bit in shock. Yeah. Um, but I was also kind of thinking to myself, like, wow. You like,
1: should really get a better uh, area for your money <laughs> dresser
2: drawer. <laughs> if they get all the way up to my dresser drawer looking for cash, yeah. I'll tell you what, I man, they're, they're either in an empty house or there's a bullet in their
1: forehead, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, oh, like, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of, like, like sixth-grade shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, where else do I want me to put it? I don't know. Like, put it behind like a picture frame or something.
0: <laughs> just, she
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah. was funny. Okay, side tangent. Yeah, yeah. So my um, my hold on side tangent right here. Yeah, go go. So my brother, my brother stops by my house. We're like kind of talking guns, and oh. uh, he's like, "Do you do you have a safe?" I'm like no, <laughs> like I don't have any kids. Like what? My dog gonna go grab my AR? <laughs> like I was like, no, I just have them like stashed strategically around the house. <laughs> like he just started laughing. He's like, it's just like oh, that's how I roll, dude. Like, oh, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like a little picture frame, you bust up in the back, you throw a little money back there, close it up. You go, you know, you know, next picture frame. You know, just going to do that. No,
2: I can't do that. <laughs> Just one spot for all the cash. But I'm just happy that I've got to a point now where the – and, yes, I'm not saying that, like, I'm stealing money from my marriage or from our family budget. Our family budget is totally fine. The way we ruin our budget is – This is the the excess. Yes. And should – you know, something happened in my family where it hits the fan. Like, yes, like you're not going to just be like, str- sorry, yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I can't get, use I, this. <laughs> I guess we got to sell your car, but I'm going to keep this Ford grand. Like, it, it's just, it, it's one of those things where, like, and me and my wife, like, we, we check in every so often. Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, we check in on our normal budget to keep our, our family operating and whatnot, our house going. But um, also, like, you know, what projects do you have going on? Like, what, what do you what do you want to do? What are you trying to accomplish? How how can I help you accomplish what you're trying to accomplish right now? And she knows that I've been slowly working. Trying to get into something that I can, because I feel like I've got these like these fucking skills. Like yeah. I, just, I want to make some, like I, I want the satisfaction of like buying an old piece of crap and putting time into it and selling it for like way more than I bought it for. Yeah, and just being able to walk into my like like wife, boom. Here's like this. I want to hear the yeah, the yeah. slap. <laughs> yeah, and and I want to I want to slap that on the table and. And just because I know my wife, she's gonna be like, she's gonna be like, "That's pretty cool." Like I never doubted you for a second, but make sure you pay yourself out of there for your, you know, make sure that you're not putting all this into the pot because you put a lot of time and effort in there. And I want to be like, I already did. Yeah. And you're still impressed by that wad right there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I think that's cool. I'm your man. I'm excited to see how that six liter turns out and like the full like. I expect a report at the
2: end of this. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll give you a report. <laughs> I, uh, I'm actually very happy with my my diagnosis. If there ain't so a freaking here. graph
1: on there, I'm gonna be <laughs> super upset. There better be a graph. Whether it be a pie chart, whether it be one of those, like I, you could be, there could be nothing on there. Like as far as like anything that makes sense, but just have a graph.
2: I'll I'll, just <laughs> I'll, I'll make you, a, I'll make you a pie chart, a graph with a Venn diagram in the background, whatever you want, bro. Venn diagram. Yeah, I mean, whatever you want. Pros cons. Yeah, middle line graph, bar graph, whatever <laughs> yeah. you want. All. Yeah. Up.
1: No, I flipping cards is fun. I like you know when you know I, I I've well I shouldn't say I've had more luck flipping boats, which is like
2: unheard of. Yeah,
1: <laughs> which is like making money at the casino. It's like what? No, that doesn't happen.
2: Not just like winning, <laughs> winning one time or winning at a casino. But like, basically having your wife or your your wife's mom's luck at a casino is you and boats. Yeah, well, I had some help. I had a lot of help. Well, and, and that's what like, kind of like what we're going off right here. Knowing yeah. what you know, but like also taking, and I mean this in the most like non-aggressive way possible, but taking advantage of the assets you have available to you. Yeah, it's not like you were telling your friends like do this or you're never going to. No, be it, was like, yes. it was a team yeah. effort. It was a
1: but yeah, it, it worked out really really cool. I mean, yeah. I had boats that. uh uh, a 25-year-old uh, should not have. We'll just say that.
2: Yeah, I also remember you doing like head jobs on boats in the middle of summer and yeah. driving out there at night and coming yeah. back here in the morning. Keep in mind your boat was an hour and halfway. Yeah, yeah. Not fun. Yeah. So, it, it, and when I say that, it, like people talk about flipping and stuff like that, but it's like it's not all just like, oh yeah, I walked in and uh, replaced a no ring and revved it yeah. up and sold it for twice as yeah. much. Replace like, the battery, tighten the cables, and now she runs great. Yeah. It's like <laughs> they're, they're, those are those are the rarity. Those yeah. Very 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 very. I very, mean very, very, that very, very, little Honda. Remember, remember
1: the little Honda? Mm-hmm. I probably could have flipped that, but you know what? My boys, I yeah. got to keep it in the family. That's right. I, I I, sold it for what I put in the tires mm-hmm. and a tune-up on that thing back to Brian. Mm-hmm. And he
2: still has it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't think he was really going to sell that. If he does, pro- like, I'll probably end up buying it. Yeah. Well, it, I'm
1: sure now the going price for it is 800 bucks yeah. because of the new tires. <laughs>
2: yeah. If anything, I'll buy it from him for 800 bucks. Yeah. And then I'll keep it, and then I'll fucking sell it to Corey for 800 bucks. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> But, uh, no, it's flipping
1: it is a, a, um, it's a, it's a good idea. As long as you know what you're getting into, make sure you do your research, make sure you have the ability to fix the, whatever it is, whether it be the special tools or any of the tools, make sure you have the, the facility to do it and, and, and. Make sure you're you're noting all your expenses down because you don't want to end up at the end of your flip going, wow, I'm not making anything on this. That's a bad flip. Okay. Yeah, that's not a flip. Like, um, yeah, unless you're unless you're like doubling your money, like it's like look at it that like be that as your your base. Like, if I'm gonna, I I gotta double my money on this with what I'm putting in it. it that's a good flip, and there's plenty of them out there, especially nowadays. With I feel. I don't know this for a fact, Jim, Uh, but I feel like there's more, there's less and less um, people that will take the initiative to fix things themselves Mm -hmm. when there's, you know, other things available. Like there's some new cars that are actually relatively cheap for a brand new car. So like people are going to, you know, try to dump things for, for quick, just for money. I mean, especially with things going on now with like COVID and all this shit that never ends. Like it's, you know, people, people need money. Yeah. And they're going to get rid of things that, you know, that might need something very very small or might need a lot of work, but they're going to get rid of them for super cheap and then you could take advantage of that. It's not taking advantage of them, you're just taking advantage of your skills and and applying those and making yourself some more money, which is totally fine.
2: Yeah. And it's especially when there's a lot of little things that all pile up, mm-hmm. it gets overwhelming for someone who maybe that isn't their forte. Yeah. Just like, you know, when there's you know, Thanksgiving dinner to make, and there's 9,000 dishes, and not, I wouldn't say dishes like physical dishes, but like 9,000 food articles you got to make, and your grandma's like, no sweat. Yeah. And you tell your grandma to pick up a drill, and she's like, what's that? Yeah. You know, it's, it's there's different skill sets, you know what I mean? Um, the other thing you're mentioning there, and um, I'm going to go ahead and double, triple stress this. Yeah. You got to know what you're getting into. You have to. Like, I, I wouldn't almost go borderline. If it's not a car you've worked on previously for money, a car you've flipped previously, yeah. or just a car you've owned. Yeah. If you've if you haven't done all of any of those, either that project is not for you or you need to bring in a partner.
1: Yeah, you wanna know a quick little story about um my this was my actually very first flip that I tried when I was like fifteen years old. Hmm. Oh that ooh, just went 15 all the Yeah,
2: hit me up, dude. <laughs> Story so, time.
1: Okay, so obviously I'm like 15, so I'm living with my parents. Down. The, this it was is like, so it was like six years ago. No, <laughs> <laughs> this is funny. You're gonna laugh when I say this, uh, and I know you're gonna laugh because you're gonna. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say already.
2: Especially because I know your dad now.
1: This has nothing to do with that. This uh, is funny shit, though. So down the road, <clears throat> there was this lesbian couple that, <laughs> that I used to mow their lawn. <laughs> I'm not joking. Uh, okay, my so si- many jokes <laughs> and
2: I can't make them. Okay,
1: I can't do it. They had this purple Mazda six two six. Okay, like nineties. I don't even know what year it
2: was. We had we had a brown one.
1: Okay, it's like dual overhead cam, like four cylinder whatever the hell it was. I can't even remember what the engine was. All right, they had this car. I I bought it from them for five hundred bucks.
2: Okay.
1: Okay, this is lawnmower money. Like I'm like this. I'm gonna. I'm going to fix this car and I'm going to sell it. I'm going to get like something I want. It's purple. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and it's, it's 2000 people still buy purple cards.
1: Oh God. This is like right after my dad built our shop on the side of their house, outside of our house. And I get this Mazda 626 from this lesbian couple. <laughs> and I, I, I start like, Trying to fix it. Like, I I honestly, like, I was 15. Like, I had no idea. Like, I knew I loved cars and, like, yeah. engines. And like, I, but, like, I've never been a mechanic at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like, or you fixed really no anything. No business trying to do what
2: you're doing. <laughs> No business.
1: Especially getting into that engine. A like, Mazda. no business.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> at least have it be like a like a small block 350 or no, something. No, it wasn't like even like, oh, that. Mazda. Fucking 626.
1: Yeah. Six. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so I'm, like, trying to take this thing apart. Right. I get. As far as I got, I got the valve covers off or valve cover off. And then at that point I was like, I have no idea what Uh, I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah. That's not what I pictured. Yeah. Uh, what happens when I uh, like, uh, I don't know anyways. So, um, like I cleaned the car and then I took the valve cover off and like, that was the end of it. Like it would just sat there and I'm like, Oh man, what am I going to do? I ended up selling it to my buddy, Kyle for like 650 bucks. Okay. So, I didn't, money I, didn't ahead. I didn't put any money into it cuz it was all just labor. <laughs> like borrowing my dad's tools, like working on mm-hmm. this thing. But I sold it for 150 bucks more. And you know, looking back on it now, I think it's just funny that I like had something like that that like my like my dad let me like try to take apart and like, cause I was the kid in the day that would like take apart VCRs and shit. Like oh, after same. they were done with them, like oh, I would same. take them all apart and then like take the little motors out and hook them up to batteries and like try to make them do stuff. Yeah. like that's yeah, how I on, do.
2: on like Hot Wheels cars and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I would yeah. just,
1: I would just destroy everything. Yeah. Like just take it all apart. Like I don't even care if I broke parts, like take it out. I just wanted try. this one motor out, yeah, <laughs>
2: find, get the motors and then hook them up to uh, like the mechanic series of Legos. Yeah. Because the Lego motors were not strong enough. Not strong enough, yeah.
1: Like motors, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, it was uh, just kind of a funny little, like, that was my first instance in flipping something, which I didn't even, like, back in the day, like, I had no idea what, like, a flip was. Like, I was just, I just wanted, like, I didn't call it a flip. It was just, mm-hmm. like, I just bought this car that i i know i don't want because it's a purple mazda 626 but Mm -hmm. i'd like to get it running and then sell it and then get something that i did want you know something four-wheel driver i think back in the day i wanted a well i wanted like a muscle car like an old school car but but yeah it was uh it was a learning experience for me knowing that like uh wow probably shouldn't dive into something i don't know nothing about yeah (laughs) or if i do like and back in the day too it's like the internet was not the internet uh-huh. today. Like so, like I couldn't Google like fixing a Mazda six two six. No, you had to like walk into Chitlet's manual or yeah, whatever the, the hell. Chilton's. Chilton's. I was just gonna say, you walk into your
2: your Chilton's manual. You walk in, you pay twenty four ninety nine. Yeah, we actually back then for like fifteen ninety nine. Well, it was expensive. Whatever yeah. it was, it was like, a, are you kidding me? About like, three inches thick. Yeah. And you take it home. You are like, all right, where do I go? Straight to on. index. Like, yeah. Here I go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> index so, troubleshooting here. Yeah. It,
1: <laughs> so. But it was uh I remember it had like a DVD player under uh like a six disc changer under the seat. And I thought I was like, Oh my god, I get if I get this in going, like this thing is like loaded.
2: Like you know, that was <laughs> I remember uh you know, tangent off there, I put a uh uh six disc C D player in my O one Ranger. <laughs> and uh this is like right before I have the worst timing with that kind of stuff. I now yeah. don't, but back in the day I did. And it's like it was before you know, basically became really, really easy to have like MP3 players or iPhones yeah. or something like that play under your stereo. And I just, I came up on this in-dash, you know, six disc changer, you <laughs> know, I'm not going to like hundred percent full blown honesty. Like, I got compliments on it <laughs> for having a truck like that that I could load six. Well, you
1: remember back in the day you had your book, into, you had yeah. your book of CDs. Oh yeah. That you'd go through yeah, and like Yeah, Cory was exactly what I'm like, talking okay, about. Like okay, what are yeah.
2: we listening to? What are we
1: listening to? If you could load six of those in there, that's like having six different playlists. Yeah. Like on your
2: unit. I remember, your unit. I remember just, being, next disc it, it, <laughs> and it was also <laughs> it was able to read MP3 discs, so you could load Okay, so you could load a ton of them yeah, on Yeah, one. so yeah. I could load six discs on there and hit shuffle and it would shuffle between tracks on all six discs and i shit you not that's hot dude there i got full on and it was a ford factory unit and that was the best part cuz I, I i was working at a, a gm dealership of all places at the time and they traded something in and it and I was like and they were like we can't use this you know the stereo's got to come out cuz it's the dash is all messed up or something like that and i was like i mean if that's going if you're literally going to throw that away like i'll like, take i'll, take, it, I'll trade yeah. you out for what i have and they are like, if you can get it done in five minutes, we'll do that. I was like, fucking timey, bro. <laughs> yeah, <he's> done. Because <laughs> it was literally like the same same din, the same two things on the side. poop, yeah. boop, boop. And I took it out. I was like, plugs, plugs, plugs. Brought my one back. And I was like, there you go, man. They're like, you kind of called her bluff on that one. So... uh it's yours. That's <laughs> perfect. Thank you, boys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of called your bluff on that one. I was so sweating the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> but so yeah. the
1: moral of the story, don't try to flip a Mazda 626, especially <laughs> a purple one from a lesbian couple. Unless you're
2: a <laughs> Mazda 626 expert, I guess. I don't know. Yes, I know. But even then, the market for Mazda 626s has to be absolute shit, because if you're looking at a Mazda 66, you're probably also looking at four-door Honda Accords, yeah. which are way more sought after than six yeah. Honda 626s.
1: But the good side of the story, you find yourself a lesbian couple to mow their lawn for, because they pay well.
2: Dude. <laughs> with the, with the, Talk on the grass. Yeah. Was that a dink? <laughs> Dual income house can no kids?
1: Dual <laughs> yeah, income, no yeah, kids?
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, you're, they you're, actually you're had, a they had a kid. They had a kid. kid. Oh, well, never
1: mind. Shit. One, yeah, so one of them was not a lesbian at one point. Because they did have a kid. Because that that kid play with have, my they, sister. They could have adopted. And so that's no. Nah. Uh-huh.
2: Well, they, um, it was yeah, one of those artificial in things, in vitro they, stuff. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <lame>. well, <laughs> I, I don't want to school too much. Whoa, here. But like, let's get. <laughs> you can do that without a pee pee. turkey I mean, the, Like stuff has to come out of the pee <laughs> to go in there, but you don't have to. The okay, pee doesn't have episode, to enter the V to make that happen. Thanks for tuning in, folks. <laughs> Uh, There's your anatomy lesson for the decade. <laughs> Don't ever talk to me again about this stuff. <laughs> or me, apparently. Um, no,
1: thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Uh, we're going to have more information on Ben's little project, that, his little side-side project he's got going on. I'm sure um, it would be cool to see the end result on that. I'm excited. Hold him to the graphs. We're looking for graphs, pie charts, whatever you got, stats. Let's do it. It's the end. That was the worst ending ever.
2: I was going to say, Tyler stole my outro. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at dieselpowerproducts.com.